Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lori and Julia show for your hump day. My talk number seven one everything entertainment. Before we move on, let's get caller six on the line at six five one six four one one zero seven one. What do we have for you? A pair of tickets to see the Minnesota Wild game a week from tomorrow. That's February thirteenth, and also the tickets include cake truffles and drink tickets to the Adult Hot Cocoa Bar. Caller six gets them at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Thank you, Donnie Love. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So, did you see Diane Keaton on I GMA did. this morning? I did. I just She's her. lovely. I just, I do love her. I do and too. I love that she does the interview in her hat and she didn't have her little gloves on, but she has, she's a style. I, um, she is. She's got a signature style. Uh-huh. She loves her belts, she loves a good fitted jacket. A nice skirt, a high-waisted paper bag pant. Yeah, she's really... She's know, still hey, Annie Hall. She Very, <laughs> she's had a sense of style that has worked for her and... and for a long time. A long time. Long she's time. delightful. So, anyway, we were kind of intrigued because Diane Keaton has already written her own book. Her, Remember, yeah. it was like sort of to a love letter to her mom. She's been a journal keeper, keeper. since she was like 15, wrote in her journals. And... Um, so I, I think that book came out maybe three or four years ago, Diane Keaton, her book, and she really wrote about her mom and just finding out a lot of stuff. Now, Well, now she, she really likes writing because now she's written a book about... Um, she's written quite a few. Yeah. Is this like... Has yeah. she written like three memoirs yeah, about house, her family? The house that um, the that Pinterest built, she wrote it just... Let's just say it wasn't pretty, I think, is the one about her mom. Yes. Yeah, wow. When was that written? That was 2014. 2014, mm-hmm. okay. Then again in 2011. She's done this. Yeah, yeah, so this is a book, though, where she explores her relationship with her brother. And um, uh, and as far as, like, what he had with drinking and schizophrenia. So she's written this very honest book about this relationship, her brother Randy. So here, mm-hmm. here's Diane Keaton. When did you first get an inkling that something was wrong with Randy? It really was probably after I left, right? So I went off and I went to acting school. He didn't have a direction. He didn't want to go to school and he hated working for my father and 
So it was sort of obvious that it was becoming unusual. Andy was drinking a lot by the time he was about 22, 23. Every family understands that feeling of helplessness. Especially yeah. about something like that. When yeah. you can't intervene. Yeah, well I was sort of, you know, I was sort of on my own. My career was starting to take off more and I was gone almost all the time. So I didn't see Randy as often. So I wasn't really in the thick the thick of it. Yeah. Because she'd gone off, left home at like right. 18. Um, and then they throw up a picture of herself and they show the scene and it's uh, Diane Keaton acting opposite Warren Beatty in Reds. Oh. Do you ever remember seeing that movie? No. No. Okay. I, it, it was I a really, good movie. Good I kind of remember, but it was long. Yeah. I do remember that. So here, here's, uh, she is about her brother writing her a letter after he saw her in that movie. At one point, you made a little movie called Reds. Your brother writes you a letter. I'm going to read it. There are times in Reds when I wanted to stop the projector so the moment wouldn't move so fast. Where did you learn to use your face so well? I think you ran across every emotion in the book, then threw the book away and made up some of your own. That was sweet of him. I don't know what to say. He started to get teary-eyed. When I look back on Randy, I, I just think, wow. I, I wish I could have been a better sister. That's all I really do. I wish I could have been a better sister. And um, and then um, she elaborates a little bit more about that. Miss Diane Keaton does. Growing up in the 50s, it yeah. wasn't a time when people talked about mental health and oh, no, addiction. No, 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 none of that. Absolutely not. He drank a lot. Oh, yeah. He drank a lot, yes. Yeah. Did you ever directly try to stop him? No. Why? Because I, I just don't think that works. It wasn't like others hadn't tried. It wasn't like he hadn't seen psychiatrists early on. Nothing Nothing made a difference. Mm-hmm. Which is so true. Yeah. You yeah. know, if yeah. you think about anybody that you've tried to get them to stop oh, drinking, sure. and it's just like, no. It, gonna, it's gonna, people are going to do what on their own timeline. Yeah, and so I think the reason why she's written this book not only because she likes to write it and people appreciate reading her books, but her brother has dementia now. Yes. Okay, here we go. Now in his 70s, Randy battles dementia, a change that Keaton says has actually helped to bring them closer. You say that Randy was the single male relationship that was the most intimate in your life. Yeah, that's for sure. What did you mean by that? He still is. Because, you know, look, I'm I'm a person who's never married. And um, I think that Randy had the most significance, and he's, it's being played out now more than ever. Now that he's, um, you know, he's kind of infirm in a way that he can't really express himself too much anymore. Anymore, and so she probably feels she's not really right saying anything, you well, know, about right. him, and maybe he can help people. But um, so here's just the last. Okay. Um, she, we're ending on a high note with okay. Diane. Okay. For Keaton. <laughs> The book serves as a reminder for everyone to treasure loved ones while there's still time. I hope that in some way they take a second look at the people, their family members. Because look, I feel like I'm so lucky to have my brother in my life at this point. As opposed to when I was younger, when I was so consumed by my life. And I kind of lost touch with Randy. The real Randy. The real Randy. 
And, and this, you know, she talks about his life, The Other Side of Normal. Mm-hmm. And then in this book, it's... Is that what it's called, The Other Side of Normal, the book? It's, no, it's called Brother, Brother and Sister. Brother and Sister, a yeah. memoir. And she talks about, it's going to be, um, you know, peppered throughout the book. There's going to be photographs, her journal entries, letters, mm-hmm. poetry, Randy's own writing and his art. And um, just, it's kind of her love story to her brother and and that how can two siblings have such different lives? Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of us think when yeah. you think about your siblings' lives. Yeah. How is how, We were in the same house. How did that happen? You know, kind right. of thing. So, and the dementia bringing them together because, and she gets a kick out of them. They go get frozen yogurt like every Sunday <laughs> nice. or something. You know, and it, it, I think it says also it's never too late because yeah. if you have a big family rift, I mean, imagine if someone died and that rift is still there. I think that's awful. Yeah. That you didn't have time to make amends. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I liked about that movie that I watched the other night with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I Can't Get Far on Foot. And it's about his, he was an alcoholic and about his recovery story Mm -hmm. and how, you know, one of the principles in, in AA is that. One of the steps is you'll make amends to everybody. Right. And so he's going through his life and being brutally honest with himself and going back to his high school teacher, you know, and just saying, as a dick, you know, mm. and kind of some other people. And it was, it's just really. I got to watch that movie. It, I really enjoy, I like him the so much. like that movie, but it was like a small, I don't it's know. It's an independent. It, it didn't get, you no, know, it was it's probably a, somewhere for it's a week. With, it's an independent and it has, um. The guy who was in Moneyball with Brad Pitt in it. Jonah Hill? Yes, he's in it. Hmm. And it's just a story about getting sober and in really under the worst circumstances because mm-hmm. he becomes paralyzed. Do you think that he became sober while he was filming that movie? Because isn't, isn't Joaquin sober now? He might doesn't be. He talk, I think he talked about that on maybe the CBS Sunday morning with his little yeah. wood sprite, his yeah, little goth remember. wood sprite. And she's in this Rooney movie. Mara. I just, and it's on, it's on, um, Amazon, and I think the thing about it is just how people, how you get a, when you get a second chance, it's what you do with it, and if you are really brutally honest with yourself, if you've been the dink in the situations, how you can go back and try to make amends. Doesn't mean the other people are going to give you what you need, right? But it's it's your, you know, because I've had a, I had a, I've had a big rift in my in my life, and it's not with my ex; it's with it was with a friend, and I have tried to make yeah. it okay. And and just knowing that I've gone out and I've tried, but right. not getting anyone on the other end to reciprocate, it's still painful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've given it my best shot, right. I think. And so at least I can feel good about that in case something happens. I'm getting kind of deep here. I'm sorry. Well, it's still, but the, it still doesn't feel good that, you know, like you... You always you, want someone to reciprocate back, and we it doesn't always, always want happen happy, that way. But we always want the happy ending, right? And know? it doesn't Everybody always happen does. that way. But it's just the fact that you see her going back, thinking, "I could have been there more for him. I wasn't, but you know, I'm going to do what I can do now in our lives." And that is her most intimate relationship because she has never been married. Right. She adopted children on her own. I think they're teenagers now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what role her father played in her life. If well, her brother was the most important. Well, her brother she worked about that for in the her dad. Book, it wasn't pretty. When, oh, okay. Yeah, the, it's the dad. So that was fifties. They lived outside. They lived in L.A. And um, mm-hmm. 
Her mom was a homemaker. Yeah, well, I mean... It's just, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I'm going to read that book, but I know I want to read Jessica Simpson's book. I want to tell you something about that. The only way to get her music is if you buy the Audible version. Of Jessica Simpson's book, open book. She narrates it, and she said, it's pretty painful. I cry in some chapters, but she said in the new music that she's released, she does it, it's her. It's her first time releasing music without a record deal. It's for me... I love my country. You know, anyway. This is what we want out of a celebrity memoir. This is what we got from Demi Moore. Not just the tea, but also the context. Like with the John Mayer, it has to be more than he was just an a-hole. Right. But she gives... She talks about her role in it. Yes. How she needed it. You color in the history between the stories of the gossip and it becomes meaningful. And that's exactly what we want in a memoir. Because we've grown up with these people, and you know them, and you really, if they want to do a memoir, tell us really who wonder, you are. I wonder if they're, uh, well, they had a strict embargo on it, because even though we've gotten a lot out of it, it tends to be the same few stories, because the publisher doesn't want everything to no, be. No, exactly. Not, yeah. And and we, in the embargo, they won't even give us a book. Yeah. No, we we get books down. from everybody, at least one. I and, wonder if John Mayer is looking at, because uh, she's taken back some of the control in her relationship, because we've all had experience with somebody who's manipulated you and manipulated you. And you go back and you go back and you've got great sexual chemistry. And so you make up the excuses, but she's kind of taking control of the narrative and how she's telling the story and owning up to like, you know, all these things that happened to her because of her decision. making. But I wonder if uh, John Mayer is um, hearing and seeing himself for the first time because he just seems like a. Remember how many times he got back to Katy Perry? Yeah, I bet it was because he was begging her, and then every time she'd go back to him, he'd go back to being distant and just like you know screwing her good, but then not being good. Right. I mean, they went and they did that little um, cable knit sweater special song for the holidays oh, yes. on the Today Show, yeah, and then a day later he broke up with her. Yes, after she had taken him back, Katy Perry and Jenny. Yeah, Mayer. and it sounds yeah. like this was his, his, his pattern. M.O. I'm well, glad maybe. Jennifer Aniston just broke up with him once. Yeah, she At did. Least she knew that. She learned mm-hmm. something from Brad from all of that. You know. All right, mm-hmm. we got to go. It's time for the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. All right, Holly, you are here. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. Yes, we do. Breaking news in the world of Hollywood this afternoon. People Magazine reporting that film icon Kirk Douglas has passed away at the age of 103. He uh, had been in good health since suffering a stroke in 1996, survived by his wife of 65 years, Anne, and his three sons, Michael, Joel, and Eric. Mm -hmm. And a statement from Michael, uh, obtained by People Magazine, says, It's with tremendous sadness that my brother and and I announced that Kirk Douglas left. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Just today at the age of 103, the statement goes on to say, To the world, he was a legend and actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he believed in set a standard for all of us to aspire to. But he went on to say, But to me and my brothers, Joel and Peter, he was just simply dad. To Catherine, a wonderful father-in-law. To his grandchildren and great-grandchildren, their loving grandfather. And to his wife, Anne, a wonderful husband. So that is a statement coming from Michael Douglas today regarding the passing of his father, Kirk Douglas, and really, a truly one of the last living Hollywood yeah. legends. 103 yeah. Yeah, years right old. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Olivia de Havilland at 100 years old is just right there. But yeah, it's kind of amazing that 103 years old, because Kirk Douglas, I mean, Michael Douglas is like 74. I know. Yeah. How many people have their parents still alive when they're 74? Right, exactly. Now, Kirk Douglas had over 92 acting credits, including 75 movies, seven of which he co-starred in with his friend Burt Lancaster. Yeah, yeah and Kirk Douglas became a superstar, according to People.com, even before the term was coined. Now, Kirk Douglas received his first Academy Award nomination in 1950 for the movie Champion, nominated again in 1953 for The Bad and the Beautiful, and then once more for his performance as Vincent Van Gogh in Lust for Life. And in 1996, he was awarded an honorary Oscar for 50 years as a creative and moral force in the motion picture community. Now, the moral force is speaking to the fact that he hired blacklisted screenwriter Dalton Trumbo, giving oh. him full screen credit to write Spartacus. Uh, mm-hmm. That's right. We see that in yes, the Dalton Trumbo biopic yes, with uh, Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kirk Douglas starred and served as executive producer of that 1960 film. So really uh, at the forefront of bringing back people who were blacklisted in Hollywood unceremoniously. Under McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Under Mm -hmm. McCarthyism, right? And the Red Scare and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, gosh. What a nutty time in Hollywood, in the country that was. Mm -hmm. Well, he He had a good long life. He had a good long life. Yeah, yeah, he very much did. And so uh, it will be interesting to go back and to read more details about the life of Kirk Douglas uh, as we just learn of his passing mm-hmm. this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Really a Hollywood legend. I did get a chance to see Kirk Douglas. Oh, you did? In Hollywood, yes. So this was at the Turner Classic Film Festival, and he was there with Robert Osborne giving a mm. talk on Spartacus at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Oh, was this gosh. before his stroke? Uh, no, this was after okay. the stroke. So mm-hmm. uh, he was on stage really lively and very passionate about filmmaking and about what he did with that movie Spartacus and really what a tremendous piece of history that movie yeah. was. Right. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how much Michael Douglas looks like his Oh, dad. unbelievable. Um, yeah. Yeah. They really, 
There's some nice old pictures on People magazine. Yeah, he's and, very yeah, handsome. Yeah, he really was. Very much so. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, Kirk Douglas has passed away at the age of 103. Let's go over to a television project that's in the works about another Hollywood legend that I'm sure Kirk Douglas had the opportunity to meet at one point in his life, or another Marilyn Monroe. There's a new TV series in the works brought to us by the producer of the show Yellowstone, starring Ooh. Kevin Costner. So, so what's it going to be? An, it, and the title would be called Another Marilyn Monroe? No, it's going to be oh. called The Final Years of Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> so. I tried to figure out what this is about. I started reading about it. And I'm like, ah, yeah, all right. Well, leave that for Holly. Thank you. Well, we're going to talk about this. So this is going to be about the final months of Marilyn Monroe's life. And uh, this potential series is going to be doing just that, following uh, up the final months up to her passing at the year 1962. So it's when she was entangled with the Kennedys, when she was caught between the mafia, all of these things, including her dealings with Peter Lawford, who was uh, Jack Kennedy's brother-in-law. It's kind of amazing we don't have more yeah. Marilyn-related stuff. I don't know if they are worried they can't find the right actress because she's so written about and talked about, but yet we've never really had... You know, a biopic, a series, a TV. Well, we had that thing with her days with the photographer in London. Remember, whatever that was, like five years ago. Right, um, with Marilyn. Oh, yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I guess. We're when, uh, Michelle Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there was that. Then there was also the HBO made-for-TV movie, yes. Norma Jean and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. That was with Mira Savino and Ashley Judd. That was pretty good back yeah. in the 90s. But that yeah. was a long, that was, long you time know, ago. Long and it seems ago. like a mini-series, like, I don't know. Even though Yellowstone kind of jumped the shark this last, oh. the finale of this last yeah. season, that show has been had been good yeah. up until that finale. Yeah, the makers of uh, this potential series, The Final Years of Marilyn Monroe, say many people think they know the truth about Marilyn Monroe's final months, but it's a complicated and tragic story. And they say one in which we want to depict with compassion and sensitivity. All so right. maybe shedding right. some new light on that. What is Paltrow's talking about the Goop Lab, her Netflix series? Getting terrible reviews, except for the sex episode, yeah. universally. It's, you know, it's when you quackery. go to Netflix, they're putting it right up there for right. you to click on it. I just... No. <laughs> what no. is she saying about the criticism? All right, well, she's talking to Mashable, and she's talking about the criticism not only of the Goop Lab, her Netflix series, but just of Goop in general, in the way that they present She's their information. She's like making a living on complaining about this. She brings it up all the time and then humble brags about how it's made her strong. She's a master humble bragger, that woman. She really is. So she says about the critics, she said, I think there's a lot happening in the media right now in terms of trying to say that we give health advice, she says, or they use the word pseudoscientific, which drives me crazy because pseudoscience is saying, quote, this pillow will fix your back pain. She says, we don't do that. She said, if we're interested in something, we'll get an expert opinion and do a Q&A. That is such a cop out answer. I love. I love. That is I such love, a cop out. I just BS am so answer. excited to see your reaction. I wish I would videotape you but every I mean, time we talk about it. That's oh so my crazy. Gwyneth. <laughs> oh, we just do Q and A. No, you bring on a night. She literally did that where they waved hands over somebody's sore back to get rid of the pain, and then the goose stepper. But well, oh, Julianne yeah. Huff is bucking like a like a bucking bronco in her. Ugh. Craziness. People are weird. Is that yeah. what that is? A bucking bronco? A bucking That's bronco. what I'm calling it. Be oh. careful with all your buckings. Why don't we? <laughs> okay, it's well, like, if you see the video. Stop. All right, it's the video.
stop. Let's find out what's happening on the road. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. All right. You're my talk traffic starting near Bloomington. A 494 westbound crash from France Avenue to Highway 100. And in Minneapolis, 394 westbound, a stalled vehicle blocking a lane from Lake Street to Penn Avenue. In Gem Lake, 61 southbound, a crash from Kenny Road D to 694. In Columbia Heights, watch out Highway 47 southbound. The road is closed from 37th Avenue to 40th Avenue. This is due to an accident involving a pedestrian. So want to be on the lookout there near Plymouth. 494 northbound, a crash from Carlson Parkway to Kenny Road 6. And that is your My Talk Traffic, your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast. Going to have clear skies tonight, cool temperatures with low of 11 tomorrow. Sun back, mostly sunny, 31 tomorrow. Right now, 27 and clear at the My Talk. Listen wherever you are, whenever you want with the My Talk app. Live streaming and on-demand podcasts right there in your pocket. Download today at MyTalk1071.com, keyword app. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. Oh, gosh. Quite the scandal. Where did you get to today? Well, I thought with the Oscars coming up on Sunday, it would be worth revisiting um, some scandalous moments Let's that have happened it. in Oscars history. We're going to go back to 1940. Ooh. Hattie McDaniel wins Best Supporting Actress for Gone with the Wind, and she became the first African American person to ever receive an Oscar, but pro- producers had to convince the hotel hosting the Academy Awards, I believe that would have been the ambassador downtown oh, LA, yes. to even let Hattie attend the ceremony because mm. things were segregated in oh, 1940. I mean, they were all the way into the 60s. She was allowed in, but she had to sit at a segregated table away from her Gone with the Wind co-stars. And that's that's ridiculous. 1940, though, 1940, that really was the was, world. Yeah. Okay, Then 1942, uh, we had... A uh, Oscar snub that they say is the Oscar snub of all snubs um, because the Best Picture Award in 1942 went to Chariots of Fire. No, it went to <laughs> How Green Was My Valley. It was very green. Instead of Citizen Kane, which oh. is always considered One the, the best movie of all time, usually. I think that was some uh, backlash. To uh, uh, Orson Welles, Orson Welles or, yeah. and Hearst, and, and Hearst, because mm-hmm. he really pissed off Hearst yeah. with that movie. Yeah, so I think that may have had something to do with him not winning. Oh, yeah. Who was in How Green Was My Valley? Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, Gr- and Cooper Barbara Stanwyck. Might have been. I had to check been. on that. Um, okay, then 1961. We roll ahead to this scandal. So the Elizabeth Taylor is nominated for Best Actress. And it is for her role in Butterfield 8. If you've ever seen a still from it, it's her. It was with Maureen O'Hara, by the way. Okay, Maureen mm-hmm. um, with bedroom hair and wearing a, like a, a slip. And she herself called herself in Butterfi- Butterfield 8 the slut of all time. Mm-hmm. So when she wins the uh, best, best Actress Award, it's on the heels of her affair with Eddie Fisher who was married to Debbie Reynolds, and people went crazy that she won for playing, in her words, the greatest slut of all time when she was behaving like the greatest slut of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. That is okay. a good scandal. Yeah. Okay, then 1964, Sidney Poitier makes history 
when he becomes the first black man to win the award for best actor, thanks to his amazing performance in Lilies of the Field, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Yeah. Actress Ban Anne Bancroft congratulated him with a kiss on the cheek that had the newspapers going crazy the next day. Wow. It was considered scandalous for a white woman to openly kiss someone on the cheek, on TV, in public, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Remember, this is still the time when, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. is trying to date Britt Eklund and the studio is actively trying to break them up because they're like, this is going to ruin both of your careers. Mm So... Okay, 1969, Julia. A good Barbara year. Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. The scandal in 1969 wasn't her little peekaboo uh, outfit. outfit that it's she had so on. Cute. But um, she was nominated for her debut in Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn was nominated for The Lion in Winter, and they each received 3,030 votes, and so they had a tie. Yeah. That's okay, they both won. They both won, and Kate Hepburn didn't attend the ceremony, so there was no one to reign on Barbara's parade that Mm -hmm. evening. Okay. No, I see what you did there. I did. Don't rain on my parade. Okay, 1974. uh, This is for the young people out there. There was a thing, uh, we were so bored with our three television uh, networks that uh, a thing called streaking Happened oh. for a couple of years where people at dignified events Very. would go oh, yeah. running naked across stages, across yeah. football fields. That was like, and there was a song. Yeah, Ray Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes, they call it the streak. Yeah. So at the 1974 Oscars, this artist and photographer, Robert Opal, ran naked across the stage. Actor David Niven saved the show and kept things moving when he quipped, isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. And the audience howled, (laughs) and the fact that he came up with that, I think he was hosting... Or the uh, next presenter. Well, he's a clever guy. But yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I know. That was yes. so good. Yeah. So, boom. But that was the headline the next day. Uh, then 1989, Rob Lowe and Snow White did oh. an, uh, you know, awkward duet, um, Proud Mary. It was so bad, Rob Lowe and his dancing Snow White, that Disney tried to sue the Academy for infringement. And the disastrous performance prompted Julie Andrews, Paul Newman, Sidney Lumet, and Gregory Peck to co-sign a letter calling it embarrassing and demeaning to acti- actors and the movie world at large. And they were right. And they were right. <laughs> okay. 1993, even though this has been thoroughly debunked, it has followed Marissa Tomei oh. around like a bad fart. When she <laughs> when she won Best Supporting Actress for a role in My Cousin Vinny, people thought there had been a mistake since she beat out s- several famous veteran actresses. Most seemed to think the presenter, Jack Palance, read the wrong right. name, got confused, and the Academy didn't want to cause an embarrassing scene. But we know from the Best Picture yes. fiasco in 2017, they will step in. If a mistake was made, but there's a Wikipedia page on that. Oh, 
uh, scandal. She in, was so good in My Cousin Vinny. So good. Then we wait a whole seven years before there's really a scandalous moment at the Oscars in the years 2000. And a famous Hollywood wild child who'd been uh, nominated for Girl Interrupted by the name of Angelina yes. Jolie uh, walked the red carpet with her brother, held hands with him, and famously locked lips with her brother and in her speech said, I'm so in love with my brother right now. And Mm -hmm. the world talked about that for a while. And it still comes up. It still comes up. To this day. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2011, Anne Hathaway and James Franco host one of the worst Oscar telecasts ever. James Franco leaves her hanging. Yes. She worked hard. She She smiled. And he was sluggish, enthusiastic, unenthusiastic, and stoned. Yes. He was a dink. He was a dink. Yeah. 2014 gave us John Travolta. Adele, Adina Mazel. Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. Okay. Okay. Uh, 2016 brought us the first Oscars So White controversy. Mm -hmm. A lot of boycotts. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. They didn't attend. All 20 actors nominated in the lead and supporting acting categories were white. White. Same thing is happening this year. And that is when the Oscar hashtag Oscar So White began. And that is the first year when people really started calling on the Academy to become more diverse. Mm -hmm. The next year, 2017, Casey Affleck nominated for Manchester by the Sea, a very sad and depressing movie. Very. Very. He's nominated for Best Actor Award. And Brie Larson was presenting because the year before she'd won for Room, Mm -hmm. where she portrays a woman who's kidnapped and raped for several years. And when she presented to Casey Affleck, who had been accused of sexual harassment by two women, she was visibly upset. And that led the next day. She -hmm. could not hide. She couldn't put on her acting face. Mm -hmm. And she did not clap. Okay. Okay, that was noticed. All right. And then that was also then quickly overshadowed by Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty coming out for Best Picture, (laughs) announcing uh, Faye gets annoyed with Warren, grabs the card from him. He'd gotten the wrong card and says it's La La Land. And in fact, it was Moonlight that had won. And Jimmy Kimmel, the host, had to save the day. Now, what if that happens this Sunday? There's no host. Who's going to save? Good point. I hate this no host thing. Yeah. So anyway, that okay. may be the biggest. And then last year, of course, no host. Comedian Kevin Hart was mm-hmm. named the host uh, on December fourteenth, like eight weeks before the Oscar. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, a handful of homophobic tweets that he'd shared in the late two thousands resurfaced. The Academy demanded he apologize. He woke up. Did an Instagram story from bed, said he was sorry that he offended anybody, and then waited again like two more days, and then issued a formal apology, and then the Academy was just like, we're done with you, and that's how we got to the hostless point. Which is and this is my, it had been thirty years that's before right. last year, yeah. and so now mm-hmm. it's the thirty first. So we've had it's scandal. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, we've had scandal right here in River City. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right listen, we we come, have. We come back. Uh, we got some other stories we forgot to get to today. Listening is just part of the My Talk experience. For more fun, follow us on social media. Find My Talk 1071 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. When you close your eyes.
He kind of took all the judges to task, but he saved Simon for last. Okay. He certainly did. And here's what this little seven-year-old stand-up comic had to say. Simon, I did find out that you want to be, like, cryogenically frozen when you die. Yes. Some of the things you said on the show, I'm not sure you can get any colder. (laughs) But his nipples, he's always Mm -hmm. got little perky nipples, Simon. Looking at your face now, I think you started the process already. (laughs) That's kind of funny. He's so cute. He's so cute. And then Donnie also posted the remember the little girl saying dinosaurs in love. The the video. Oh, it's cute. To that to that song. If you want to hear that. Whoopi didn't bring it up today on the view, but her cannabis business, her brand has gone up in smoke. Ha ha. It was called Whoopi and Maya. He doesn't like Maya. They broke up. Yeah. Um, Maya was, um, Maya is involved in the cannabis industry and Whippy partnered with her. Mm-hmm. What happened? They, they got a divorce. They got a cannabis divorce. But Whoopi quit. She, didn't, she did. She didn't want to work with this person anymore. Mm-hmm. They tried. They thought the person and her team thought they had this great solution. And Whoopi's like, no, I'm out. So yeah. there's... Obviously, some personality issues. Well, her partner is a canna businesswoman I told who's you. won 11 High Times Cannabis Cup Awards. She's from the industry. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. All right. You well, like we made such a big deal about it, but it is not a great brand name, Whoopi and Maya. No, it just should have been Whoopi. Whoopi. Or just Whoop. Whoop. Let's just whoop, whoop it, it up. up. Big whoop. <laughs> Jinx. Big whoop. Yeah, big whoop. Okay. Whoop now. But the cannabis world is booming. Yes. Oh, let's hear a little dinosaur. I didn't mean that to go over the air. Okay, it's so cute. It makes makes us smile. On the homepage, you'll see that there's a little fun little video to go along with. Fen is her name. Yes. And she's not quite four. Dinosaurs eating people. Dinosaurs in love. Dinosaurs having a party, they eat fruit and cucumber. <laughs> they fell in love. Then what they do? Well, then what they do? They say thank you. Oh, that's the best. A big bang came and they and they died. Oh. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs fell in love, but they didn't say goodbye. Mm. But they didn't say goodbye. 
Well, that's so sweet. Wouldn't you want to if, like, you at all had a musical partner in your life and you had a three or four year old oh, try and get them oh, to do yeah. some song? Anything. So because cute. The voice is so just. Yeah. It just brings back memories. Hey, speaking of little ones, mm-hmm. our little Alexis is coming back tomorrow yes, she morning. Is. So make sure to tune in to Jason and Alexis. We have, you can hear all about. Okay, what's that like to come back to work? After you've had a baby? Yeah. Well, I is it mixed feelings a little bit? Well, my first one was a month early, so I was kind of in Alexis situation a little bit. Right. Um, she kind of has like perfect hours because she's no. Oh my gosh, baby step at night. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, like a morning, like the radio thing. It seems like better than maybe having to go somewhere for eight hours in corporate America. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. you know that you got the radio thing, and maybe you can just take naps when the kid takes nap. I don't know. I don't know anything about kids. What I really. Know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think it was different for me. I mean, everything's different. She's, you know, older than I was when yeah. she had her babies. And I was, um, I was a very calm person. She's so calm. Very I bet calm. she's the best. I bet Angel and Alexis are just such delicious. She's parents. a very unflappable woman. She is. I bet it's wonderful. I think I really am looking forward to hearing her voice, though. I yeah. miss her. Yeah, and it, I miss seeing her around, and I'm so excited for her. So. Yeah, I'm driving to the gym this morning, and, and there's no Stephanie Hansen on. It was going to be, you know, because she's been filling yes, in for I like know, seven which weeks has been or whatever. Fun. Sick, sick as a dog. Steph, oh, is is? Steph could not work today, uh, so Jason was, you know, just thanking her. They were going to make a big to do about her, oh. and she and was. It's this thing that everyone is that's yes. been going around and. Mm. Started here because someone came in sick and got everybody sick. Well, yeah. it's hard. Well, yeah. we won't name that person, but he, oh, let's name them. He or she knows <laughs> well. They're well aware well, of who they are because everyone's I'm so yelled at them. We didn't get sick. You didn't. Get I sick. didn't get sick. You got sick. I did not get sick. I um. But Donnie anyway, got sick. I, got, I think yeah, it's going to be funny here. And what is it like? You don't. One of them. I was just. I started back in Florida. I went to a national sales meeting at Carlson. And you had to go out of town. Maybe you're excited to get a full night's sleep. Yeah, a couple nights sleep. Like, yay. Yeah. You know? Boy, the time goes so fast. When it, you Just when you think about it. I keep sending my kids. Julia, I'm going on vacation with what? a three-year-old and a six-year-old and their parents. I've wondered if other grandparents should come along in case he goes... <laughs> We are the grandparents. And I said, but I mean other Lori? ones. What, you, what other, other ones? ones? Well, oh, there's gonna, many. Lori's going to have oh. a culture shock. There's you many. Mean, I the said, kids are you sure we can't we have, stay in? I'm like, can't we have your, you know, the ex-wife, the other oh grandma? She could come along. And Casey was like, no. And I'm like, that would be so fun. And really, I'm just thinking, you know. You, the less work for you. Yes. That's yes. Not this, that there's going to be work for me, but I've never gone on a vacation where it isn't all about you with children <laughs> listen with children really but, uh, get back to what i said wow. with children i've mm. gone like when casey got married when we got married his kids were 11 and 13 right so you know they're gonna bring such great joy because they say the darndest things yeah. they're so cute they're well, so excited about everything i bought a, a uno deck of cards at barnes and nobles mm-hmm. the other day because i thought we could play uno i pa- I, I i'm planning on bringing a deck of hello kitty cards because mm-hmm. i figure i can teach the six-year-old how to play speed yes you know 
Do you think that's or concentration? There's other games, yeah. Anyway, but Old, I mean, crazy I actually apes, had a fish. I had a dream about it last night. This I like was hysterical. nervous about about it. You know, <laughs> Donnie, it is a whole. Week. And you're not even the parents. No, I know. no, well, they're I, you. They is, know they're they're you. <laughs> this I'm just makes saying, me laugh. I, so I have hard. never gone on a vacation <laughs> with kids. Little, I've never had my own, so I never had to do it. I mean, this is... I can't wait to hear the stories. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an adventure and a thrill, and I'm slightly terrified that that there aren't real grandparents coming along. (laughs) This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.